As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. All right, welcome into another Sleeping with the Numbers podcast. So again, this will be a fantasy episode. Pat is here with me. And for quick question of the day, Pat, what's your favorite roster format for your fantasy leagues? I think my favorite um, and the one that we use in our NFL.com league is two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, and one flex. Because I've ran into leagues where Sometimes there's multiple flex. Sometimes there's only one running back. Sometimes they do like the super flex and you can do two quarterbacks. And I, and I think the struggle that I have, if there's more than one flex position, especially in a league like this where we have 10 people, is sometimes you don't have enough depth on your bench to really make it matter. Um, for example, I've, I have a game right now and I only have one flex. And I'm going to have to play two tight ends, which should never happen because I only have Travis Kelsey and the other one's Dawson Knox. It's not like I have Kelsey and Waller. So I think one flex for me is enough because if my bench wasn't all hurt, um, I wouldn't be in this situation, but it's hard enough right now to fill that position. Yeah, that's fair. So I've played in quite a few different formats. The one you just said, that's our standard, you know, our our 12 man league is like that. Um, I think Yahoo's default is two running backs, three wide receivers, one flex. And I've played that as well. I, I'm not huge on the three wide receivers. I, I think for the same reason that, that you stated where the depth is difficult and everything's so hit and miss. And, you know, maybe that's more fun for some people. Um, I've also played in leagues where it is a, a big roster. You know, one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, two flex, one tight end one defense that's what our keeper league is in um the the other vegas league i'm doing right now is and i i tend to like that but it for me it depends on the size of your league with with uh less people i'm fine with more roster spots i i think that's more fun um because you know every team's still kind of going to be stacked but not as much Whereas, you know, if you're doing a 12 man league and you're still going to do like a two flex or a three wide receiver. And maybe that's the standard for some people, it it makes it a bit more difficult. And if your league isn't. You know, staying up to date on everyone, it you get some mismatches in terms of uh, quality of, of league league owners. So I, I think I agree with you, Pat. I think my favorite is exactly that same. Just kind of the one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one flex. It just, uh, I don't know. It feels right. <laughs> and I, I think that's what I started with when I started playing fantasy. So, all right. So uh, fantasy questions here. We're going to jump on to Reddit yet again. Uh, we're going to go through trades, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and flex. Again, we're not going to touch kicker, defense, tight end questions. Um Play Justin Tucker. That's all you need to know for kickers. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, for defense, play the Bengals. We just solved all your problems. (laughs) There you go. Well, at least for one person. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Pat. So we're going to jump into these trade questions here. Uh, This guy has lost Christian McCaffrey, but he was offered Chase for Hunt. I... We got to make assumptions here as well <laughs> for who chases. I'm going to assume Jamar Chase. 
and not Chase Claypool or Chase Edmonds, um, just because he is going by last name. So let's say Jamar Chase for Kareem Hunt, full PPR. Uh, would you do so? Well, that's what I'm looking at his running backs right now. I'm assuming it's James Robinson, Miles Gaskin, and Fournette. Wide receivers, Jacoby Myers, Pittman, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robertson, and Curtis Samuel, who's on IR right now. Um, Honestly, I've always been a big fan of Kareem Hunt. Now, I do have him in a dynasty league and I got him for a really cheap price. So I think that's also why I feel that way. Um, I think you have a really good flex running back. Um, and we know that he's good for at least 10 points in a PPR type of setting. Um, mm-hmm. just with the way the Browns have been playing, especially with Jarvis Landry not playing right now. Um, cream had a really good game last week. So I think for me, you know, you're trading a guy who in his career has been fairly consistent in terms of consistent scoring for a guy who's really hot. And let's be realistic it may end like how many times do we have wide receivers who are young and really hot. And then out of nowhere, they disappear. Rondell Moore. This year's a great example. He had one really good game. Everyone got really excited. Now he's gone. So I think Jamar chase is obviously a better football player, but to me, I, I wouldn't trade consistent running backs, especially with your running backs as James Robinson, Gaskin and Fournette. That is no consistency right now. Yeah. So I'm not, trading away hunt for chase because it, I know it sounds like he's disappointed about Allen Robinson and he should be, but you, you don't need him. You have Deandre Hopkins. Um, Michael Pittman is looking okay. And Curtis Samuel will be coming off IR and Pat, like you said, his running backs are weak. Um, th- there's no, your running back one is going to be who Fournette maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know who the running back one is out of that group. So yeah, keep hunt, especially in full point PPR. And an easier solution might be dig through the waiver wire for a receiver. Um, guys like Zach Pascal, AJ Green, Hunter Renfro, Sammy Watkins. Um, there's a yeah. lot of guys that are lingering around that if you're concerned about wide receiver depth, first off, you should drop Jacoby Myers. I think we've seen that the Patriots offense isn't really going through the pass game. It's really not doing anything right now. Mm. Um, I would just dig through the waiver wires and not give up someone who's a consistent flex play. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to... Oh, interesting one. So 12-team full-point PPR. They got two flex positions. The guy would be trading away Austin Eckler and Justin Jefferson and in return getting McCaffrey and Brandon Cooks. His current team at the running back position is Eckler, James Robinson, Damian Harris, Jamal Williams, Chuba Hubbard, Tony Jones. A lot of people have Tony Jones rostered and I I don't get it. Um, Wide receiver position, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. Rondell Moore, so a nasty set of wide receivers here as well. Uh, this I understand that getting Christian McCaffrey is very enticing for anyone. However, I think the sum of these players, so if you do some football math, Eckler and Justin Jefferson, I think might be greater than McCaffrey and Brandon Cooks at the moment. Cooks looks fantastic. No slight against him. The question comes with Christian McCaffrey. It sounds like he will not be put on the IR, which 
should mean he'll be back in two weeks. But these hamstring injuries, as we talked about with Alex, they linger and they're going to it's going to linger the whole season. There's no reason um, he can't go down again and miss another few weeks. So personally, I'm keeping Eckler and Justin Jefferson, especially in a full point PPR league. Um, I again, looking at your running backs, I understand why you would want this, but you're going to be without McCaffrey for a few weeks, even if you do trade for him. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, I might have a different perspective because I, I don't think I necessarily value running backs as high as the majority of people do in fantasy football. Um, I kind of view them the same way that people view quarterbacks, like the elite running backs aren't necessarily as valuable as people expect them to be. And the reason why is because running backs are injured so often. I mean, think about how many times in the past few years, Christian McCaffrey, Delvin Cook, um, Jonathan Taylor is always hurt. Like Zeke's been hurt. Like all these guys keep getting hurt. Chris Carson, we always talk about the Seahawks running backs. Um, I just don't know if I'm trying to go for that ceiling at running back because how many times has Christian McCaffrey played in the last two years? I know it's not fair to say that to him. He's definitely the better football player. But if we're talking about keeping a team with consistency, especially when his running back core is not good outside of Austin Eckler. Like I like James Robinson, but one game is not enough to sell me. So yeah. you're basically giving away your, your running back one and your wide receiver on this year, probably two with the way that Calvin Ridley has been playing. Not, no offense to him. The, the Falcons suck. But like, why would you give away your number one and number two wide receiver for a guy who is, has injury problems and a guy on a quarter, a team that is playing with a backup quarterback for the foreseeable future. And they're only throwing him the ball because there's nobody else. That doesn't make sense to me that, like you said, I, I think that the sum is, you know, definitely greater than McCaffrey when you're looking at both Eckler and Justin Jefferson combined. And I wouldn't play Cooks over any of his other wide receivers. Yeah, exactly. His wide receiver core is stacked, you know, and he said it's a two flex league, full point PPR. You're playing all of them. Who cares if you don't have, you know, a big stud running back? Austin Eckler is a fantastic um start and and he's fine as a running back one so uh don't buy into the name it's too easy to get caught up in that um but i think his team by the looks of it is probably winning and doing a-okay at the moment so moving on to the quarterback position here uh we're gonna go i'm just gonna randomly scroll Russell Wilson against San Francisco or Tom Brady against New England. He says, I feel like Brady could either be great or suck against New England. I think you're reading into the news too much because why would you assume that? Because Bill Belichick is the coach. Like, I get that Bill Belichick is a really good football coach, but people need to stop assuming that the football coach is the person playing on the, on the field because that's not always how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want a fun narrative, that would make sense. But let's be realistic. Tom Brady does very good every week. Yeah. And I mean, comparatively, I'm looking at ESPN's projections. They have Tom Brady below Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has 67 fantasy points on the year. Tom Brady has 85. So the logic is just because he's playing Bill. I don't really understand that, especially because we saw the, the San Francisco 49ers defense is decent. I mean, I don't know. I don't really assume that Russell Wilson, you know, people like to talk about him like he's an elite quarterback, and I think he's good. 
But like outside of like that one year, I mean, has he really been as elite as Tom Brady has been? I don't think so. So I'm going to take Tom and I'm going to avoid the narrative because you're probably going to regret it when we see that New England gets blown out by New Orleans. And I think Tom's better than Jameis. No, Pat, I, I, I think I agree with you. I don't don't buy into this narrative. Tom Brady has been fantastic um, all season. Now, let's look at fantasy points. Tom Brady, week one, 29.2. Week two, 29.6. Week three, 28.7. Whereas Russell has gone 27.1, 23.3, 16.6. So Russ is trending downward. Um, I think, like you said, Tom Brady is a better real-life quarterback. And I've, I've never bought into the real hype around uh, Russell Wilson. He's just... I don't know. I I get it. He could run and everything, but so many other quarterbacks do that now too. And they do that better than him. Sure. He's getting older and the, the dual threat quarterbacks can't do that as long. So even though Brady does technically have a tough matchup, now new England has allowed an average of 13.87 points against the um, quarterback position. Whereas San Francisco has allowed 23 and a quarter. I again, I I don't really care. I think one, I think Tampa Bay is a much, much better team. Two, if you don't think that Brady knows the New England defense, I I think you're wrong. You you know, if we want to play the narrative game, Brady knows his team. Brady knows Bill. Um, So this is, again, going to be a super fun one to watch. I, I think Brady does absolutely fine. He has all the weapons he needs. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely going with Brady here. Another quarterback question, Jalen Hurts against Kansas City or Matthew Stafford versus Arizona? I think for me, I mean, we just kind of saw Jalen Hurts. I wouldn't say necessarily fall apart. I think the Eagles as a whole fell apart. Um, but look what Kirk Cousins just did to the Arizona defense. I mean, and look at what even Trevor Lawrence kind of tried to do against the Arizona defense. Um, I think that their passing defense has not been very good this year. Um, you know, we could say the same that Kansas City's defense isn't great either, but I think I'm going to take the better quarterback with a better offense against probably the better matchup. Now, like, I don't think the Rams have, you know, the game in the bag. I think the, the Cardinals will do a really good job of staying competitive offensively, but why would you go against Matt Stafford in this situation? Yeah, and I, I think Stafford, the Rams-Arizona game should be pretty high scoring, at least according to Vegas. I believe they were the highest over-under for the week, and I'm looking that up. So uh, Kansas City Chiefs-Philly is 54.5, so actually these two might be tied. They are actually. So 54.5 is the expected points for um, both of these matchups. Jalen did not look great this past week against Dallas. And I mean, if you can't really get it done against Dallas, that that's a problem Um, because Dallas allows all the quarterbacks to score. They allow the passing game to kind of run all over them. So Jalen hurts over the past three, he's gotten into 20. So really there might not be a wrong answer for this. I just think Stafford's on fire right now, and you cannot bench him. All right, time to get personal, Pat. Uh, Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers against the Steelers? 
I think I'm going to pick Rodgers here. Um, I think I'm concerned that Kirk Cousins might get pressured a little bit more against Cleveland and not really knowing um, what Dalvin Cook's going to be like if he's going to play next week. Um, but I don't necessarily think Alexander Madison's going to have another 100-yard game. Um, I think that the Browns' defense is a little bit more put together. And I think what my concern is is that Kirk's going to be a little bit rushed. Um, I think they're still going to do well. Um, I think that you know this is going to be another high over game at the end of the day, but I don't see Kirk performing as well as Aaron's going to. Um, I have not been happy with Pittsburgh's defense at all, and until they show me otherwise, um, I'm just going to take the better quarterback against the better matchup again. Yeah, uh, Pat, you were right about the high over under for the Vikings Browns game is currently at 51 points. The Steelers Green Bay game is at 45 and a half. But Green that's Bay probably is also... going to be 45 points for Green Bay with the way that the Steelers <laughs> offense has been. Yeah, exactly. And I talked about it in the machine learning model episode where I don't know how the Steelers score. Uh, we haven't been able to score really that often. We don't put up a lot of points, so there's no reason for this game to really get super competitive, I guess. I'm just curious, and that that's my one worry about Rodgers is is he going to have to do a lot in this matchup in order to stay in the game? Uh, I know the Steelers play to their opponent's abilities, so I would not be surprised if the Steelers go out and win this game. I, I'm not predicting it. I'm not betting on it. But that's what we do. We lose to the bad teams and we beat the best teams. It doesn't make any sense, but that has been how it's been ever since Tomlin started coaching here. So, again, I, I want to look at these fantasy points uh, in the recent games. Kirk's gone 22, 25.3, 25.1. Rodgers has gone, I don't. I think we throw out that first game. He had 3.3. Against Detroit, he had 26.8. And last week, he had 18 in what was an actual competitive matchup. So, that has me lean Kirk a little bit. Uh, and then on top of that, with the higher over-under, and I think they're going to have to pass to stay competitive. Um, that makes me lean Kirk. It's very close. I just think Rodgers has an easy game against the Steelers and won't have to do a lot of work. Especially if TJ doesn't play. Um, and I think we've seen that the Steelers' defense can at least kind of stop the run game, so he may be forced to throw. So... But I agree with you. They definitely play their competition. So I think it's going to be a close game, but it'll probably end up being very similar to what we saw them do against Buffalo. Yeah. And then for updates on, on TJ, you know, pay attention to our injury report podcast. The last I saw was he was going to try to practice this week, um, but that does not guarantee that he will actually be playing. Moving on to the running back position, we're going to start off with a 10 team PPR question. Melvin Gordon, Eli Mitchell, Tony Pollard, or Jamal Williams? Those are, I think I have an answer, but um curious what you have to say, Pat. I mean, I think first off, again, injury report episode, is Eli Mitchell even playing? That's question number one. Number two, right. your two other options are backup running backs, mm -hmm. which granted, Jamal Williams has shown that he's kind of like the Kareem Hunt over in Detroit. So like, I wouldn't maybe say backup's the right way to put it, but I'm not putting him in over DeAndre Swift at this point. Honestly, like, I'm probably going to have to say Melvin Gordon. Like, 
you know, that he is having the tougher matchup. You know, Baltimore is pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think we've also seen with Baltimore's defense that they're not as like unstoppable as what we thought that they were going to be. Um, so even Melvin Gordon's lesson is questionable as well. So we'll have to check on him. But I think if I'm going to pick any of those four, I'm going to pick the number one running back because um, Melvin's definitely gotten the volume this past few weeks. Yeah, I think it, it's easy. We throw Eli Mitchell out the window here. I think he's trending to playing again. You know, pay attention to the injury report episode. But even if he does start, I I don't want to touch really any San Francisco running backs at the moment. So throw him out the window. Like you said, Tony and Jamal are the backups. Tony has been good, um, hyper efficient. Uh, also, I hope people listen to me when I said buy low on Zeke, because now your opportunity has passed. Uh, he had a fantastic game again, splitting time with with Tony. But Zeke just gets more work. Um, so Tony, again, he is the clear backup. I think Carolina's defense is legit and they might have a bit more of a difficult time there. Jamal Williams, I like because of the full PPR. Um, who do they play? They play Chicago. So <laughs> divisional matchup. I think Detroit wins that game. I'm going to be betting on Detroit, even though they are the underdogs here. Um, Pat, you compared him to the Kareem Hunt, and I think that's absolutely fair. And for a full PPR league, that's what I want. So I am going to take Jamal Williams here, but it is very close with Melvin Gordon. All right, we're going to do another full point PPR question. Ten man, pick two. Josh Jacobs against the Chargers. Melvin Gordon against Baltimore. Miles Sanders against Kansas City. Chuba Hubbard versus Dallas. Or Damian Harris versus Tampa Bay. Um, I'll, I'll go first on this one. Um, so Josh Jacobs, again, we don't know if he's playing. So if he's not playing, that's easy. Cut him out of there. Damien Harris has not looked great on the ground. Now, James White is out and one would expect him to get more of the passing work. That was not the case last week. So I don't like him. Uh, one, as a running back two, he has a tough matchup with Tampa Bay. And I think in order to stay relevant in this game, New England is going to have to pass, and that passing work is not going to go to Damian Harris. So that leaves Melvin Gordon, Miles Sanders, and Chuba. This is where it gets difficult. Melvin Gordon, like I said, was close to uh, Jamal Williams and how I'm thinking of it. I think I would play Sanders over Melvin, and I also think I would play Chuba over Gordon. And because of that, that you know, by math, <laughs> that only leaves me with two running backs, and that is Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard. Both of them, I think, would be, they benefit from the the PPR uh, aspect of this. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, if Josh Jacobs was playing, I'd consider it, just because we saw that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got 100 yards against the Chargers, which... You know, he hasn't done anything all year, so that kind of concerns me that their run defense wasn't, you know, as up to par as they should have been. Um, I think if this was week one, I probably would have picked Damian Harris, but like you said, he hasn't done anything, so I'm going to say no. Um, if we're talking about Shuba Hubbard, I mean, maybe, but we've kind of seen Sam Darnold doesn't really need to use the running back right now. Um, and I think, especially against Dallas, I think he might have a better time passing the ball anyway. So I'm going to have to agree with you on both your selections on that one. 
right, let's do another question here for uh, a running back two. Again, full point PPR. I th- I think this one's easy. Uh, Jamal Williams or Tyson Williams? I mean, Jamal, just because we've seen that yep. he gets more util- utilization. Um, I mean, Tyson Williams, you know, if he's not bad, but we've also seen that Baltimore doesn't necessarily have a consistent running strategy. Um, their leading rusher right now is Lamar with 251 yards. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm probably just going to take the guy who I know is going to be consistent and get some type of points. Yep. A hundred percent agree with you. Give me Jamal benefits from that full point PPR. Uh, it's just too crowded of a backfield in Baltimore. It's even with Lamar there. So all your running game is Lamar Tyson Williams, uh, Latavius Murray. And now Devonta Freeman is getting snaps and carries for some reason. I, I don't get it. I don't think it should be that way, but this is a big committee in Baltimore, and I don't want to be uh, taking part in any of that. This, I, I think this might be an easy one too, Pat, but let's find out. So 12-team, half-point PPR. This guy lost Christian McCaffrey. He didn't get Juba. Pick one out of the three. Trey Sermon against Seattle, Kenyon Drake against the Chargers, or Peyton Barber against the Chargers. When people post these questions, do they not listen to our injury report podcast? They don't. Unbelievable. <laughs> so that's really what the answer is to this question. And I might just put that in the comment. Listen to our injury report podcast. But I, I said it earlier. I don't want part of any of the 49ers run game. They're cursed. They just get hurt at all times. Even if Eli is out, I, I don't want Trey Sermon, honestly. Um, so that brings it down between Drake and Barber. Barber looked fantastic. Pat, you already said that Clyde was able to put up 100 against the Chargers defense. Yep. And that's a defense that I thought is very, very talented. But if Clyde can do it, I think uh, Peyton Barber can do it as well. Moving in, new position here. We're going to go into the wide receivers here. So this guy is 0-3 mostly because of Woods and Miles Sanders frowny face. It's a 10 team full point PPR pick one Robert Woods against the Cardinals, Tim Patrick against the Ravens or Corey Davis against the Titans. See, this is tough because if it's full PPR and I'm remembering how the Titans defense has played over the course of the year, I'm hoping that Zach Wilson doesn't have another multiple interception game because if that was the case then i would pick Corey davis hands down because that's the volume guy yeah but over the past two weeks Corey davis hasn't really done anything um and it's not necessarily his fault he's still getting targets but it seems like zach wilson's kind of having some issues over there um and honestly i don't want to say tim patrick but that's what i'm leaning towards because i mean he's been the guy who's been scoring points i know it's ppr but robert woods isn't getting targets Corey davis isn't getting thrown the ball properly. So you kind of have to go with Tim Patrick in this situation and hope that it's a close game and that Denver's throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, I I think it depends on what's going on with your opponent for me. So this guy said he's 0-3 at the moment. So you just got to shoot for the sky at this point. Um, So if you're looking at your opponent and he's projected to score a lot more than you are, I think that changes my answer here. So I, I'm looking at uh, these three guys' previous games. So Tim Patrick has been the most consistent. 
13.9, 12.7, 14.8. He has a bigger opportunity here now because KJ Hamler is out for the season and maybe more. So they lost two of their wide receivers, Judy and KJ Hamler, leaving Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and I I don't even know who else. So that should tell you something. He's at the least a wide receiver two on his team, and he has been getting the work. Now, looking at Corey Davis, Corey Davis had one mass game week one against Carolina. In full point PPR, he ended up with 26.7 points. But then the following week, 2.8. The week after, 9.1. So he's still getting a ton of targets, 7, 5, and 10, respectively. But it's not turning into anything. So that is rough. And then, of course, like this guy stated, Robert Woods is disappointing this season. It's been the Cooper Cup show. Stafford and Cup are good buddies, and it is showing. So, like I said, if you want consistency, I think Tim Patrick is the move. If you want to shoot for the sky and need to, I think I would go Robert Woods because they're in a high-scoring matchup with the Cardinals, which should be a good back-and-forth divisional game. So depending on what you're trying to go for, that changes my answer. And remember, Daryl Henderson didn't play last week. He may or may not play this upcoming week, so the Rams might be throwing the ball a little bit more than what you would expect. Next question here, we're going to another full-point PPR question. Pick two. Tyler Lockett, Mike Williams, Stefan Diggs, Gary Terry. This is... I guess that's Terry McLaurin. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, And I don't know why this question needs asked, Pat. Uh, Can you read my mind? I'm going to say probably Mike Williams and Diggs. Yeah, close. So definitely Diggs. I, I don't know how you sit Diggs. Why is he included in this? They're playing Houston, who have been the darlings of the NFL recently with their heroic attempts. Um, but we just saw Josh Allen rip up Washington. So it'll come. Um, Mike Williams consistently has been hot this year, and they're playing the Raiders, who defense is good, but they're probably going to put their number one corner on Keenan Allen. So Mike Williams should have an opportunity to do well. Um, I don't know about Terry McLaurin. They are playing the Falcons, fortunately, but. With, we've seen with Taylor Heineke, he's competent, but it's not as much potential as the other two. And Tyler Lockett's going up a good against a good defense. So to me, I would pick, you know, Williams and Diggs. Yeah, so I think you lock Diggs in. He that that one's just easy for me. I understand he disappointed, but he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to play. So that that's understandable. And then I guess the worry comes, you know, against Houston. How much work is he really going to need? Uh, to tear up that team. So either way, you play Diggs. You did not draft him, you know, early second round, maybe late first to sit him on your bench. You're not doing that. So Diggs is in. Now for the second pick, I am a little torn. I initially went right to Terry McLaurin. I was worried again when... um, Fitzpatrick went down and that Heineke couldn't, you know, keep up with it. But since starting, uh, Heineke gave McLaurin 14 targets and then last week against Buffalo, seven targets. Now, Buffalo just shut them down. So I it's that might be one you got to just kind of throw out the window. 
They have Atlanta this week. Atlanta is a super easy matchup for him. Now, for Tyler Lockett, I have Tyler Lockett on one of my teams, and he's been good, but Tyler Lockett is boomer bust. He always has been, always will be. In his first two games, he went 22 points, 23. Oh, I'm sorry. That's for standard. I don't do standard. So uh, in PPR, Tyler Lockett got 26 points, 31.8 points. And then last week, he he didn't go off. He went. He only got 7.1 points. So I get that. So he's very boom bust. So again, I think this depends on, on what you're looking for. If I have to make a decision right now, and I do, <laughs> I think I'm going Diggs and Terry McLaurin. Let's get in another one. Half point PPR, pick two. Terry McLaurin against Atlanta. Allen Robinson against Detroit. Kenny Galladay against New Orleans. Or Devontae Parker against Indianapolis. Um, I think McLaurin is uh, easy. Lock him in for the group. So put him in. Robinson has been disappointing. I don't know who his quarterback is. If it's Fields, there's no way in hell I'm starting Allen Robinson. If it's Dalton, I probably still won't start him. I, I think I I think I have to go Galladay here. He seemed to show up last week. And now Barkley seems to be getting back in the game, which means they now have a more threatening run game to pay attention to, which opens up opportunities for these wide receivers. And I, I really just don't want any Dolphins players. So I'm going to go Terry and Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I think if it wasn't for the Bears trying to play three quarterbacks at one time or whatever the hell they're trying to do, um, I would pick Allen Robinson. But he only had four targets last week. And like you said, Justin Fields, like we know he has potential, but like think about how long it took Josh Allen to like sort of get his act together. I kind of feel like we might be getting into the same situation where maybe next year Justin Fields is the guy to pick up. Um, but yeah, you're going to have to take Galladay because I don't trust anything on Miami at all. And let's finish out the wide receiver position with a bigger question. So 10 team, full point PPR. And I feel like I've seen this guy's profile picture already. So I don't know if we're answering another one of his questions, but either way, uh, 10 team, full point PPR, pick three, Terry McLaurin, Robert Woods, Jalen Waddle, Antonio Brown, Christian Kirk, and Emmanuel Sanders. Well, I'm pretty sure Antonio Brown's listed as out. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to say no. We just talked about Jalen Waddle. No Dolphins. That's bad. Um, Christian Kirk. Uh, it's a coin toss as to which receiver on the Cardinals is going to get the football outside DeAndre Hopkins. So he's my maybe. Um, I think Sanders is probably going to have a good opportunity to score because the Texans stink. So I'm going to take him. I'm going to take Robert Woods, hoping that it's a shootout and that he gets the ball. And I'm going to take Terry. Um I think Woods and Christian Kirk are the two that you can switch in and out here. Um, I think until shown otherwise, I would do Emmanuel Sanders over um, Christian Kirk. So I, I'm going to go with two of the three. Uh, so I am going to put in Terry. I think that was uh, a lock for me. I think he's, I, I do think he's a wide receiver one, um, especially in full point PPR. Uh, my two is going to be Woods. Uh, this game is just going to be really high scoring. And I, I I talk about it on the DFS episodes where I want to have opposing wide receivers. 
in games that I expect to be shootouts. And I expect the Rams Cardinals to be a shootout. So I want both sides of this game. So give me Woods. And since I said that, I think I think I'm going to take Kirk, actually, especially if I'm you know shooting for the, the sky here. Uh, Kirk has been decently relevant um, as the wide receiver, too, in uh, Arizona. But it, it does seem to fluctuate. You know, the uh, the other week we had Rondell Moore as kind of the guy. Um, the week after or before, I don't remember, it was AJ Green for some reason. So it seems like the wide receiver two does kind of fluctuate in Arizona. So everyone behind Hopkins is kind of a toss up. But again, I, I think this is going to be a shootout and I want my pieces in this game. And just to provide context, um, both Christian Kirk and Emmanuel Sanders are averaging about the same amount of targets, they're both around six. So, like you said, Christian Kirk's definitely more boomer bust. Um, it could really go either way. And for the final position of the day, we're going to do some flex questions here before we end out the show. So scrolling down here, uh, 10 team PPR pick one, Michael Pittman at at Miami, Antonio Brown at New England. Um, he's still on the COVID IR list, so don't expect him to play at the moment. So throw him out. Cordero Patterson versus Washington or Jamal Williams at Chicago? I guess for me, I, I think I don't necessarily know if I trust the Colts anymore. Um, we've seen that Michael Pittman's good, but Zach Pascal got most of the touchdowns stolen away from him. Um, I just don't know really if that leaves you any other option because Antonio Brown's obviously out. Um, I like what I've seen from Cordell Patterson, but we've kind of talked about how you know, he's going to be consistent, but he's not like boom or bust. He's just sort of going to get you seven or eight points or whatever. Um, so I'm going to take Jamal Williams. I think the Bears are going to get lit up, um, calling it right now. <laughs> I think that Detroit's finally going to come out of their shell, and I think he's going to be definitely the highest score. I think Pittman probably has the highest ceiling, but I think Jamal Williams has the highest floor. Yeah, I tend to agree. And Cordell, you know, we talked about it a lot, Pat. He's, he's fun to play. Um, just because it's so absurd that he's doing so well. I really like Jamal Williams. I like Detroit against the Chicago Bears. And for Pittman, it feels like Pittman should be the answer here, but I don't like Carson Wentz. I, I'm really not liking the Colts this season. So I, I'm going to agree with you. Give me give me Jamal Williams. I'm going to go to the question right below this one. 12-team, full-point PPR. We kind of already talked about both of these players. So Emmanuel Sanders or Tim Patrick? Jeez. Um, I think it can go either way. Um, I think if I'm going to pick one, though, I think I'm going to pick Tim Patrick just because, like you said, he's pretty much the number two. Emmanuel Sanders is the number three in a group of six. If you really want to count all their guys who are like not Stephon Diggs. Um, in reality, though, I think that, Buffalo's probably going to run the ball a lot. Hopefully that they start to beat out Houston pretty early. I mean, I said the same thing about Arizona, but I was wrong. So for all I know, it could be a close game, but I'm going to take the guy who's probably going to get thrown the ball more. It's probably going to be Tim Patrick. Yeah. That, uh, man, that I, I think I lean Tim Patrick here as well. Uh, full point PPR. I don't think that changes anything for me. I, I'm going to go Tim Patrick. Um, also, reading down 
Uh, he left another comment right below. He's going to add in Christian Kirk and Hunter Renfro to this question. So does that change your answer at all? So Patrick, Kirk, or Renfro? I think the only one that I would maybe consider over him is Hunter Renfro. But I think in terms of matchup, I think that it might be a better situation if you play Tim Patrick because we know Teddy Bridgewater is pretty healthy. And I mean, Derek Carr's still somewhat on the injury report. Um, I'm not super concerned about him, but I think you might have a better game in terms of Denver. Yeah, and I talked about how I would want to play Kirk in the last question. And that, that has me torn between Tim Patrick and Christian Kirk. Oh, man. Uh, full point PPR. I'm, I'm curious what their stats look like. I'm assuming they're pretty close together. So Tim Patrick, I think we remember talked about him pretty consistent. 13.9, 12.7, 14.8. Christian Kirk. Uh, he's kind of hit or miss here. He got 24 week one, nine and a half week two, 17.4 week three. So this might be another one that depends on what you need. If you're projected to win this game and you just need consistency, go with Tim Patrick. If you are expected to be behind in this matchup, uh, I think I would throw in Kirk. So next we got a 10 team full point PPR pick two. Chase Claypool. For Daryl Patterson, Robbie Anderson, Jacoby Myers, Antonio Brown, don't count him, or and Tony Pollard. Um, I'll, I'll start this one off. Uh, AB, we said, is out. I don't want any New England players. Get rid of Jacoby. If Robbie Anderson is going to do anything, I think it would have to happen this week against Dallas. Like I talked about before, Dallas seems to let a lot of teams throw on them. I think I talked about it on the model show it was like their 31st in pass yards allowed so robbie's a possibility here um full point ppr really doesn't help him out because he's kind of just a deep ball guy i boo 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 uh tony pollard against carolina is a tougher matchup for him i think the lock here for me is actually going to be chase claypool because he's he might be the only fully healthy wide receiver the Steelers have. Now, Deontay Johnson is back practicing. Uh, Juju's x-rays came back negative, but we're still yet to see if um, what Juju's status is for Sunday. So I think I like Chase here because we're probably going to have to throw the ball if we want to stay competitive with Green Bay. And then after that, it really is a dart throw. I think I'm going to give Robbie one more chance here against Dallas. But after that, if he can't do it, he might be a drop candidate. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think I'm going to take Robbie Anderson, like you said, based on the potential um, against the defense. I think where I disagree with you, though, um, is Chase Claypool. You know, I really like Chase as a player. Um, I just don't trust the Steelers right now. And until I'm shown anything different, you know, the logic that you gave was Chase is really the only guy available. Um, don't forget about Pratt Fryermuth. He's going to have 200 yards yeah. receiving this game. That's how this is going to work. <laughs> Najee's going to run for 200. Chase Claypool's going to get one reception, and he's going to drop a touchdown because that's usually how that goes. <laughs> um, but in all reality, though, I think that if Chase is the only wide receiver, they're going to cover the crap out of him. And right. I, I, we know that Ben's going to try to throw it anyways. So I think I'm going to take 
Cordell Patterson just to have the consistent guy and Chase is like my third. If I'm feeling risky, I would play Chase over Cordero. But me as a fantasy player trying to be consistent, I'm going to definitely take Cordero and get the guaranteed points. Let's finish it up, Pat, with one more question here. Let's help out this guy here. Uh, he is currently 0-3 in his league. We need to pick two players for a 10-team full-point PPR lineup. He has the options of... Miles Sanders against the Chiefs, Tim Patrick against the Ravens, Corey Davis against the Titans, Melvin Gordon against the Ravens, and Robert Woods against Arizona. It seems like a lot of people, and you can tell who it is, because we always start the question with, they started 0-3, and, and then we say, Tim Patrick, Corey Davis, Melvin Gordon, Robert Woods. Like I wonder if all <laughs> these people just kind of acquired all these players through the waivers or something. Um because it seems to be the same group every time. And I think I'm going to go back, you know, to what I've been saying. Tim Patrick's your consistent play. Take him. Um, outside of that, I mean, I'm going to take Melvin Gordon. I think he's going to get more volume. Um, we saw that the Eagles didn't really run Miles Sanders that much. And I think the Chiefs um, are going to give him a pretty hard time. If you want the boomer bust guy, do Robert Woods. But I think for me, it's going to be Tim Patrick and Melvin. Yeah, I'm going to immediately throw out Corey Davis. I like Tim Patrick. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about starting him in a couple of these uh, questions. Sanders is tough. I like him as a player. I just. I, the Eagles are tough to predict. I don't know what they do. I don't think Jalen is a terrible quarterback, but I think he limits the upside of Miles Sanders because he does have that rushing ability. So kind of like how Lamar limits the upside of his running back. Uh, Jalen kind of does the same thing here. So I think I would lock in. Man, this is tough. I, you're 0-3. You got to shoot for the moon. Give me Tim Patrick and Robert Woods, I think. So that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, thanks for joining us in here. We're going to have the injury report here and then a prop talk for this week. And also DFS lineup construction. So uh, realizing how much recording there is left to do for this week, but that is just fine. Uh, so that we do want to talk about. We got another affiliate. So we are now affiliated with Monkey Knife Fight. So if you're unfamiliar with what Monkey Knife Fight is, it is all prop bets. And, you know, we have the prop talk show. So we're, we're going to do Monkey Knife Fight on there. And what? How it works is you go into Monkey Knife Fight and you can pick a single game or you can pick slates of games. So like the early matchups or like the the 1 p.m. Eastern time games or the 425 Eastern time games as a as a whole. So you can pick any game you want or a chunk of games. And then there's a lot of different games you can play. There's uh, most of them are over under type games. So, for example, if we went and took, you know, the the Eagles Kansas City Chiefs game and we played over or under, you can do it in fantasy points. You can do it for passing yards for for Jalen and, and Patrick Mahomes. And really, all you do is you pick more or less. And it's super simple, uh, super simple way to play. After you make your, your picks, you pick an amount you want to wager. I think it's anything from like five to five hundred dollars. And then you can pick a threshold. So it's a threshold that your lineup or your picks need to hit 
in order to get paid out. So let's say um, for this game, you pick uh, three players. You're going to pick Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders, and Tyreek Hill. You can then pick a threshold for them to hit. Let's say like one and a half, two and a half, or three and a half touchdowns scored. If they hit that threshold that you pick, you're going to get a certain amount of money, and it keeps going up as the threshold gets higher. So maybe if they get over one and a half, you double your money. If they get over three and a half, maybe you quintuple your money. So the 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 payouts change depending on what you set the threshold to. Either way, super fun way and easy way to get into prop picks. And use our link in the description to get a matching bonus offer for your first deposit up to $100. Yeah, and something else that we've been pushing out, um, you guys know that we do our puppy picks. I uh, don't want to brag. Scout's still undefeated, um, and she's going to take the Bengals for Thursday, so I think she's going to get another win there. Um, but we are an affiliate for BarkBox as well, and you can find that link in the descriptions. Um, BarkBox is a subscription box service. Um, they're always theme boxes. You can sign up for multiple months at a time, but if you use our link, you get one month for free. Um, and I use this for my dog because she loves it. The treats are super healthy. Um, you know, if you have ever taken your dog to dog training, they always talk about high value treats and bark boxes, nothing below that. Um, the toys are also fairly indestructible. Um, you can even get the super chewer box, which are more like harder nylon toys for dogs like my, mine, who's a pit bull. Um, and she likes to rip everything to shreds. Uh, she struggles to destroy the, the toys. So we've had a lot of success with bark box and we'd like for you to try it. Um, so if you're willing to check that out, uh, please click the link um, listed in the description and support our show. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And please make sure to check out our injury report episode, the DFS episode and our prop picks episode. And we'll see you next time.